0: fearlessly. I am all fired up for you to meet Jasmine Kay. Jasmine is a 21-year-old senior at Georgetown, and she is, um, I don't know, she's so inspiring. I really enjoyed my conversation with her. She's the executive director of an organization called 18 By, which encourages teens to vote. She was featured on the Today Show recently. She was an honoree on the 22 Under 22 Most Inspiring College Women. And I would just have to agree, our conversation covered everything from balance, what it means to be a great leader, how to lead, self-care, what it's like to feel judged, and who your biggest influence in your life is and why. I hope you enjoy this conversation with Jasmine as much as I did, and I hope you find one thing that inspires you. You have, girl, got a lot going on and I can't wait to dig in and I'm just looking at some more of my notes um, and dig in and learn more about you. Um, I mean, you're barely 20 and (laughs) you've done all this. So part of me is wondering like, what's left? What's (laughs) next for her? So uh, my first question really is... um, Yeah. Where's all this ambition coming from?
1: Yeah. Um, So I grew up with two parents that were activists. So when I was younger, like even on like the preschool playground, people would be like, you know, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And people would say like doctors or like veterinarians or like whatever, you know, the next American Idol, whatever you would say as a preschooler. Um, I always just said that I wanted to help people because that was kind of what was modeled to me because both my parents work, my mom works in women's rights, my dad works in environmental advocacy. So from a young age, like that was always just what was taught to me was that your purpose in life is to help others and to help make the world around you just a better place in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always said that a lot of, you know, what I think I've been able to do is because I really just follow that passion and follow this idea that um you're the the highest thing that you've been doing as a person as a citizen as a friend as a leader is just trying to empower others around you um and so i've been fortunate to work for some amazing different like places and organizations um but truly uh when i think about what comes next which is a question that i think a lot of college students get and that i've been thinking about i've always really trusted my gut and this idea about um how is it that I can, you know, I, I measure what I'm able to do by the, uh, how many lives I'm able to impact or even just what can I do that is able to make someone's <laughs> um, life or just a little bit better or feel more empowered because especially working with young people, um, I think that we are continually, you know, told to wait. Um, that's something that I think a lot of young people hear all the time is to wait until you're older, even that first statement that like, what do you want to do when you grow up? And we don't realize that like, you're still a person when you're young and you have so many ideas and they're so valued. So I think that um, one of the biggest lessons that I learned and I try and teach other people is that like you are not defined by your age. It, I think it's an asset, not a liability in any way. Um, and that we need young people just to go go after um, some of those things that they care about because young people care a lot about a lot of different things.
0: Well, whew, there's so much in there that I can jump on. <laughs> um, the, the first thing that I really caught myself um, latching onto is when you said, um, that you followed your passion and that your passion is empowering others. You know, yeah. And what I know is that our ability to empower others is limited by our ability to be in our own power. Yeah. And it sounds to me like you really have gotten to a place at a very early time in your life to really stand in your power. And so I guess the question I want to ask is, where do you think I can hear the question and going, she's going to not know what I'm asking, but I'm going to say <laughs> it. I'm just going to say it. Where do you think you got permission to be in your power or to be empowered? Yeah. Do you understand that question?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that I'm incredibly fortunate that I get draw a lot of inspiration from my mom. Um, so my mother, she runs a women's organization called Feminist.com, and she's just been a, a, the epitome to me of what it means to be a strong female role model. So growing up, um, you know, when there was like, different things that are going on in life, whether it was, like, being bullied in high school or, like, just dealing with things. Like, my mom always taught at a really young age that, like, you're just going to be you and, like, no matter what you do. And even I think there's something that can even be scary about being an empowered student when there's so many different, you know, like, you're just so impressionable as a young person. But I, I, my mom really taught me at a young age that you know, being you is the highest thing that you can do, and while other people can, you know, figure out, and it's so normal to be out there. And I, I mean, definitely I've been susceptible at certain points to different pressures, but um, I was just really fortunate to be able to have someone who um, really taught me at a really young age that. Um, being you and being confident in who you are is one of the highest things that you can do um, and that that's something that you should try and share and start with other people because you know not everyone is able to have you know a mom like I did that was able to teach me that lesson so I've also made it kind of my prerogative to also almost be that mother figure to other people some of my peers and other young people um, because I think it's something that a lot of people sometimes just need the reaffirmation that it's okay um, to just fully, you know, be yourself and to feel like um, what you're doing is okay and it's valid and worthy.
0: Yeah. um, I'm going to do a little play on words here, but, you know, you notice that the podcast is called University, Y-O-U. And the whole idea is we're putting you back into your university experience, that it is really all about you. And you are very lucky and blessed to have a mother who supported that in you, sort of planting those seeds in you so that you can grow into your own true self. And um, it's a gift because I work with parents all the time and many parents um, have so many fears that are coming from such a good place, right? We want our children to be happy and successful. We have these ideas about what success is. But we don't actually know what it is. Like only you know what um, it means to be successful and happy and fulfilled. Um, so, what would you say to um, young people like yourself who don't have the kind of freedom and permission that you had, um, who, who who maybe are, you know, need to quiet out those outside voices?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that the biggest thing that I think that young people just need to lean into is this idea of trust. And you're never going to be able to fully trust others, trust things around you if you don't trust yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think that for me, learning to trust myself, because even though um, I think that I I have been extraordinarily blessed to have a lot of people that have been able to, you know, be with me and empower me, like that also comes with I'm also human and I'm also a teenager who's had a lot of different, even now I talk a lot as a senior, like there's been so many different people, you know, like you should do this or you should do that but trusting yourself, because there's no way, you know, there's a lot of different, you can change based on your environment, who you're around, you can almost shape and form. But the only thing that's, you know, always going to be 100% true, and is not, you know, going to really change is the root of who you are. Um, Like, I also, I so frequently think that sometimes, like, one of the highest goals that you can achieve is to think about, like, when you were a young person, and when you were so young, and you were like, Uh, really, you know, like, in everything was so, we we say simple, but, like, I don't think that we lose that sense of ourselves. I think that when we're older, we think that we have to lose that, but I think that, you know, the same things that made you excited when you were a kid, like, that do follow, try and feel that that way again and I think that's not necessarily like what we hear when we're so like fixated on like figures or titles or things like that um but and I think when you follow that when you follow what are the things that make you like get that sense of joy and get that sense of like this is who I am that is what you're going to be happy doing because even if it's something that you know society tells you is more of the way that you should be doing if you don't have that full true sense of you know this is something that makes me happy. And also allowing yourself to like, even do the small things. Like I did music theater as a kid and like, sometimes I'll just listen to show tunes and be like, this is so amazing and wonderful. And allowing yourself to also just like balance it with everything out. Because I think one of the also biggest things that I learned is that like, you just need to have balance in your life. Um, and make yes. it yeah. You're happy well, mix.
0: I, I want to um, emphasize that point for a minute. Cause you said a lot in there, um, trust. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's something, again, I just love your mom. I know, you know <laughs> her and just love her. Um, she's awesome. <laughs> but she's, you know, teaching, uh, teaching our children to trust themselves is a really difficult thing to do as a parent. So that you got that at, at this stage in your life and that you get follow what makes you excited. Those two key things. Um, uh, there's, there's a big mixed message out there, um, particularly in young people. As they're navigating this time in their life and choosing what college to go to and and choosing what to major in and choosing what career path, there's no there's there's a belief out there that it's not supposed to be fun, yeah. You know, and if it's not hard, it's it's not it's not okay. So following what makes you excited is 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 so on on mission with us here at university, but also um, you touched on this idea of balance, and I talked to a student the other day who's really amazing guy, super successful, Princeton sophomore, um, doing a lot of stuff in the world. And um, we were talking a lot about this idea of balance. And I just want to give you a quick analogy. You know, um, what I know in my adult life is that I am most productive and um, most inspiring when I'm fully filled up, right? So, kind of like your cell phone, like when the battery runs low, it, the, if the phone, like your apps, don't work as well, and you know you're you're running low on energy, and same as in it, us as humans, when we don't do enough of the things that bring us joy, like listen to show tunes, <laughs> or whatever it is that brings yeah, us joy, when we don't do enough of that, we get out of balance. We drain ourselves. And when we drain ourselves, um, we lack creativity. We lack the ability to um, give back. We lack um, energy, Like right? Yeah. So um, this idea of balance is so important. And I think it's something we fear because we think we need to be doing more of the hard stuff to get it yeah. done. And so I want you to talk about balance because... I think um, balance and self-care have been such big topics um, on the students that we've been talking to on this podcast. How have you managed it? Because you're doing a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah. Um, And I'm the first to admit that I used to not be able to understand the true value of balance. Um, I actually wrote for um, a magazine called Rookie uh, earlier this year about kind of me experiencing teenage burnout. So it was last year and I was um, interning full time um, for a senator on the Hill and I was president of the largest organization on my campus and I was taking full course load and doing all of the different things I was just like being a human um and it was really hard and I wound up getting pneumonia um and I was literally so sick to the point where I went to my student health which was like basically like my most frequently visited location that semester um and they literally told me the only way you're gonna get better is from bed rest they had I had a Green slit that literally just said bed rest on it. And I was like, wow, like it took me until that point to literally be told, like, you can't do anything else to really fully understand what balance meant. Um, and then after that experience, I fully understood that, like, there is nothing that you can be doing that without making sure that you know how to prioritize, you know, like, keep taking care of yourself and making sure that you have those moments and times. And this has been the first year ever that I've not been sick. Um, like, I haven't Woo-hoo! even got a cold yet. Yeah, I'm, like, so excited about. Um, but it's really because, like, this semester I have, like, taken, and I'm doing, I think I'm still doing a lot, but I've made sure to, you know, have time, like, after I get back from, like, interning that, like, I'll just, like, Take time, and I'll write, or I'll just like watch like something on my phone, or I'll just do something. And also nurture, nurture right? Um, and I've noticed that my productivity, my mood, um, just everything about me, and like my health, um, it just had such a huge difference. Um, it elevates, I, like yeah, it increases, it, it elevates, it elevates increases. so much. And you realize that even if you're doing, it's it's quantity over, it's quality over quantity. Because even when I was doing as much as I was that semester, I wasn't doing it to my highest capacity. And now, when I'm able to do things, but I also think that one of my biggest advice, and this sounds funny because I feel like you're always, we're in such a yes culture. It's always like say yes, is to know when to say no. Uh,
0: Um,
1: I think that saying no for me has been massive. It's just been so huge. And I've actually spoken with a lot of young people um, purposely about times where I have said no to an opportunity that sounds great, sounds exciting, but I knew for myself and just for making sure that I have those moments where I can just like, you know, just, relax and recharge that you know saying no is a skill that I think that we live in a hyper yes world where you know in high school you're trying to fill up those extracurriculars or in college you're trying to fill up those things make sure you get that job and there's all these things so you were told to always say yes and I think that you it's so much more valuable to be able to say no and to then focus on the, the what are the select things that you want to do, um, which I think is learning how to say no I think was also one of the biggest things that I have learned. It's something that I wish that I learned earlier and my biggest advice to students right now is to know that it's totally okay to say no. In fact, and it's one of the most powerful things you can do.
0: I could not agree more. It took me way more years than 20 years living on planet earth to <laughs> figure out my nose. Um, but what I want to ask you is how do you know when you have a no? Yeah. I mean, I
1: think it goes back to this idea of trust. Um, and it, if at the end of the day, there's only so many hours in a day Um, And especially when you're in college, you know that a certain amount of those hours are going to be in class. And you know that you have to have like a break in there to like eat lunch, which is so important. I know so many college students that don't eat lunch because they're so busy um, and things like that. And so you really have such a limited amount of time, especially when you're a student and you feel like you, sometimes we are living in these very tightly scheduled boxes. Um, It's knowing that how to when if you want to spend your time spending it 10 ways that make you feel fulfilled ways that you know again going back to this idea of passion and things that make you feel good and not others um I think that again as students we are so groomed to think about you know what is it my peers think what is it that employers will think what is it that my family's going to think and I think that the only again the only way that you can ever make an informed decision is if it's about you and if you know that it's about you and I also think like it's also good to like fully like I'm one of those people People that like when I have to make a decision, whether it's about a job or something like that, or just anything that I will really just like, think about it, you don't have to respond back immediately. I think that we live in like a text world in a, in a world where like I've taken like multiple weeks to think about a decision before, before coming yeah, that's to a, a good point. Um, so I think it's also allowing for that patience and knowing that like, you know, like even though that email in your inbox may give you a like make you feel a little anxious, like it's okay to like get back to them and like they should respect this. I think it shows maturity to get back to an email or a person and say, you know what, like I would like some time to think about this decision. Um, and I think that shows growth, it shows maturity and allows you to also have some time to really, really think um, and trust your gut about how you feel about something.
0: Yeah, we talk a lot on the podcast about self-awareness. And- yeah um, so this, this idea of trusting yourself and then quieting out the noise from others, right? Like I can say no, even if my parents think I should do this or the job thinks it would be good on my resume or my professors suggesting it, or my friends want me to do it or, or I there's a part of me that thinks I should do it. Right. Yeah. Um, one of the, the tips I give, um, students I work with and talk to is any time you start a sentence with, I should, that is your clue to probably your no. Yeah. Anytime something's coming from a should immediately look at that. Right. And, and let's reframe if it's not coming from an, I want, then it's almost always leading you to a no. So I appreciate, and I appreciate you coming back to trust again. Yeah. And you know, I teach meditation and mindfulness, and I think um, you guys are so busy. It's super challenging to find time to do something like get still and get quiet. But I want to put an exclamation point on the point right uh, of getting still right now because one of the ways that I know I reliably hear that voice inside me is by stilling out all the noise. Yeah. And with technology and with friends around you all the time and with all your responsibilities and everything that you're putting in to your mind and body, um, creating a space for stillness is important. So I I hear that you're doing that. I appreciate that.
1: Yeah. And I also think that with stillness also comes with this idea of just living in the present moment. I think that college students are so frequently thinking about what is the future or even like thinking about like, how did I do on that exam? Or how did I do, you know, thinking about the past? And I think also one of the biggest tools that I've learned in addition to, you know, having moments of stillness is also to just live fully in the present moment and to understand that you only can shape what, what you're doing right now. And I think that's been a really useful uh, lesson that I learned.
0: So this. how do you do that with technology and Instagram and Facebook and text and, you know, how do you live in the moment and not distract yourself?
1: Yeah, Um, I mean, I think that it's one of the biggest things that I've also learned is that social media should be in no way. Like, I think it's an amazing tool, especially, um, among activist communities, among leadership communities to be able to, you know, connect with others and to be there. But I also think, um, one of the things that I've actually recently done is I've set a timer on my, like Instagram. Now they're, they're trying to help give you tools. Um, so I know when I've spent 30 minutes, I get notified. So after I've done those 30 minutes, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, be spending as much time. Um, i I remember my freshman year I went on multiple social media detoxes when I knew that I just needed to focus on my work um but also yeah. I think it's about I think one of the most important things that um has made me also just rethink how I think a lot about social media is this idea of like just self-love and then love of others too um where I think like sometimes like I'm so happy sometimes to see like what some of my friends are doing and a really like when you think, when you start to kind of to rethink of it as ways, it's just almost to other, as an empowering tool, not as a way to compare, because I think that a lot of people's social media can feel super, you're like, what is this person? But I sometimes, like, now, I feel like when I look at my social media, half the time, I'm like, yes, like, you go, like, look at what you're doing, like, that's so wonderful, I'm so happy that you're so happy, um, and, like, and just kind of changing that that switch from being like, Oh, like, what are they doing? So I compare it to myself and more of like, I'm so happy that they're living what they're doing right now. And knowing that that is what they're doing and that this is what I'm doing, but approaching it from also just like a position of self-love. And then, and when it comes to just being in the present moment, I think it's just understanding like when it, when there is time to turn it off. And then I think that again, like I'm, as much as those social media detox were great, I don't think that every young person's going to fully go cold turkey on social media. Um, and that's totally fine. I think that, yeah. uh, But I think that the biggest lesson that I've learned when it comes to social media is to approach in this way of like, wow, like I love this person. Like, I'm so glad that they're like out there doing that great thing and that I'm able to do my great thing, but like really just taking off any ideas of it as a comparative tool and more of a like empowerment tool.
0: Yeah, one of the things, um, a student I interviewed recently, she did a social media detox where she shut her technology off for a year because she was realizing how addicted she was. And um, I challenged her at the end of our interview, and I said, what would it be like um, to go back on social media and show all parts of yourself, the good and the not so good? Because we had been talking about how social media can be sort of toxic because everyone's posting you know the brilliant, beautiful, awesome things in their lives, and we can be mis—you know—we can misconstrue what others' lives are really like. And um, and so she she sent me a note uh, a couple uh, about a week ago and said, "I did it. I turned my social media back on, and now I'm posting both. So it was really fun. But you know, I know what's true is that worrying about you know you know comparing yourselves and being judged. Is something not just students face, right? Let's face it, we're all in it together. Um, but that's a big issue, and something that many students are talking about like, you know, worrying about being judged, worrying about being accepted, particularly as you're entering college in those yeah. early stages of college. Um, and in the article that you wrote um, in 17, I believe it was, yeah. about <laughs> speech marks and body image, um, I really appreciate how you came to embrace your body and fully accept it so tell us more about this lesson that you learned and how you got there and if you ever struggle anymore about being judged and worrying about being judged yeah
1: yeah I mean I think that age is such a cool thing like when you actually think about the idea of like, you know, I'm 21, but like you go back, like when I started, like this, that's not even a long amount of time, and especially about your teen years, you're just changing so rapidly um, and things are happening so quickly. And so for me, um, I think what the main kind of lesson that I learned from that article was that like life was changing and so was I and that's just a continual part of reality um and and you know and that is something that you know when you go to college like you're going to be in different situations you're just everything around you is going to change and I think that it's almost being like wow like this is so exciting this is just part of what what life is. Um, so I've been, I think that that was one of the most important lessons that I learned. I mean, for me, as I spoke in that article, like I was, I was a total like theater kid. So I was just active. I was dancing. And then I went and I've been doing more like political work. And I think that it's understanding the validity in both those experiences. Um, and yes. knowing, you know, and I think that's so important. So like, even though I like, as I'm no longer doing as much theater, like that is something I value that so much. And I always could, you know, do whatever I want. I think that, um, I just I've been reflecting a lot too because I think that like and naturally your last semesters of anything your senior year of high school your senior year of college you're like put in this vacuum of like thoughts let me reflect on everything um, and it's just to me it's so beautiful that you are able to just go through such a rapid just transformation of so many oh different God. things um, and I think that it's that's also staying true to to your core. Um, And I think that for me, it's also just been identifying with those moments where like throughout it all, like you may change, like you may fluctuate in weight, you may fluctuate in how you look, you may change your hair, you may change whatever, but at the core of it, like there is always gonna be one person inside of that. And I think that for me, kind of goes back to what I talked about earlier, is that like the most important lesson that I've learned and that I would love for others to learn is to understand that like the core of who you are is like that is your essence, that is what's important. And so if you can really love and accept that and trust that too um, and know that Like it's going to lead you in whatever ways and that like I always say one of the things is like I've never had a five-year plan I've always just kind of trusted my gut and what's going with that so in same ways it just all of your other external reactions is if you truly can be able to, you know, find a place, which is so hard. It's really hard because there's a ton of stuff coming at you um, on external level, yes. but I, w- but internally getting that lesson across, I think is one of the biggest things that I learned when it came to, you know, being able to fully accept the changes that life has and be like, wow, like that's a beautiful thing instead of something that you could get stuck up on.
0: Whew. Big deep breath after that really, really fun conversation with Jasmine. And I'm sitting here thinking, What is my big takeaway? One of the things I really appreciated about Jasmine was her clarity and the idea that she kept coming back to trusting herself. I think that that is a thing we struggle with a lot as human beings, and particularly at this time in our lives when we're in a place of self-discovery And she really embodies this idea of trust, trusting your gut, trusting yourself and surrendering to what the universe has planned for us. So no matter what happens, just following that still small voice inside. And it's something that she's doing so beautifully. And um, I hope that you can, too. Thanks for listening to University. If you liked what you heard, I'd be absolutely thrilled for you to share with a friend, and equally grateful for you to pop over and rate and review on iTunes. It really helps. You can find more information and stay in touch over at university.u on Instagram, or at University on Facebook. I'll look forward to seeing you there. If you'd like support navigating the stress and chaos, and you're ready to create a more fulfilling college experience, I offer live weekly group coaching calls every Thursday, 4 to 5 Central Time. It's a place to gather together, to be seen and heard, to reduce your stress, and learn how to be in control of your life and create a life you love. Give the first week a try for free. Check it out. For more information, email me at annemarie.university at gmail.com or click the link in the show notes below.